Hey podcast listeners, we are in the midst of a new series called In Conversation With. That means that I am getting some of my best friends who also own rental and floral and catering and DJ services and venues and all the different uh, types of people who are in our event industry. And we are talking about some hot topics that are really important to businesses and the success of businesses. We've got topics, anything from culture to grit and glam to marketing to sales to how to sustain energy through uh, busy seasons and so much more in between. I am uh, bringing amazing people on here who are local to DFW and we are super excited to bring you this new series called In Conversation With. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients through mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. podcast. I'm your host Cam and I'm super excited that we are in the midst of this series called In Conversation With and I get to sit down with one of my good friends Alex Sutherland. She works with Vestals Catering and we've been friends for a long time and Vestals Catering is incredible at this thing of culture that we all try to have in our businesses and so we're going to have a little conversation about what that looks like. So Alex will you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. Um, First of all, thank you for having me today. I'm so excited. Um, But yeah, so I'm Alex. I'm director of sales sales and marketing at Vestals Catering. We are uh, local to Dallas and then last September opened up another location in Austin. So we've had a really fun uh, couple of years. It's crazy. We just had an awesome opportunity to continue to grow through all of the wildness of 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, and so we're super grateful for that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I am a mom of two. I have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old, both girls. So very new to the work-life balance with kids. Um, and I think that's really what spurred me on in my vision of creating a very specific culture at Vestals is just recognizing um, that life happens outside of these four walls and uh, that we want to be a place that is worthy of people stepping away from their families and, um, you know, their nine to five outside of this world lives and coming in and really giving us their time. Uh, And so that kind of is what, I guess, got me really started on What is culture? What do we want that to be here at Vestals? And how do we really create something here for our employees? Yeah. And it's so important because we all have employees in different parts of their lives too. You're a newer parent in the last couple of years. You've got people who have teenagers and even college students and older. You have people who are single who don't have a family yet. You have people who are newly married that 
um, don't have kids yet. And so it's interesting, this whole concept of culture shifts and evolves. And we can probably see like all the history of how there's been toxic culture, there's been a really tough culture. And then and now a days, there's so many cool things that we can do to create culture. But I think something that you hit on just now is people in different seasons of their life. And so while you might be navigating and like learning new things, culture spans through so many different people. And it's not just like the person who runs the business. It's not just the sales team. It's not just the operations part of it. There's so many different types of people and the different places that they're in their personal lives, which certainly affect um, work life as well. Those of us with kids, we have a deadline of school pickups. <laughs> and we have to be out of the office by a certain time because we've got to go pick up our kids. Whereas some people don't have that um, responsibility yet. Um, or maybe they lived through it 20 years ago. So, Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, like just that you say the seasons of life, because I've been I've been here at Vessels for four and a half years. I've been in the events industry for a little over six years. Um, And it is funny just the way the seasons of life really do kind of impact your work life. And when I got started here at Vessels, I was young, newly married. My husband and I were both grinding, trying to create careers for ourselves and establish ourselves in our companies. And it was, it was like, Hey babe, I'm going to work late tonight. Or, you know, I have this event and this event, like see you when I see you, you know, and we were both just kind of enjoying that and loving that and loving the grabbing drinks that go late into the night and like building relationships and all of those things. And that was such a fun and cool season for me because it really, that's how I fell in love with this industry. You know, it's working the late events, going and get drinks, going and getting drinks afterwards. And, um, you know, early mornings popping in on breakfast events, you know, it's just, this this world especially is so dynamic and it's so fun for someone, you know, somewhat recent college grad, um, you know, early mid twenties before you've really put your roots down and figured everything out. This is this is such a cool, fast paced, entertaining industry. Um, and so fun. we get to create yeah. amazing things and work with amazing people that we wouldn't normally get to work with if we were in a nine to five corporate job. Yes. And, get to do some, and virtually every event is different. You yeah. don't typically have the same rinse and repeat. I've had a couple over the years that are like, Hey, remember that thing we did last year? We're going to do it again, but it's not very often. And so it's super cool because it is this like fast paced, go, 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 go. And fun at the same time. Like you think of Wolf on Wall Street, they are go, 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 but it is not fun. Like it is numbers and it is strategy and it is like watching all the things that happen in the stock market. But Mm -hmm. in our world, it still might be like go, 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 but we get the fun side of it and the like personalities that come out through it. And I'm the same way, like early in my career and sometimes like I have, um, uh, shared parenting with my kids. And so when I don't have my kids, sometimes I get a little glimpse of like what pre-kids looked like of the going out and like having fun with our vendor friends after a really long, crazy event and, um, like getting up early and staying out late and like all the fun things that we get to do to further our relationships. But there's certain seasons like the ones that I'm in right now where I'm trying to get to bed by nine, but, (laughs) 
don't always get there and up early and all that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and I think you hit on too, just the fact that this industry is so relationship-based, you're not going to get anywhere unless you really are digging in and building those relationships outside of your company. And, and but it, again, it's what makes this job so fun is that you're going to work alongside your best friends and like you're, you know, in the trenches with the people that you enjoy being with and all of that. And so I think that just in that, as Vestals has grown, it kind of segues into just the people side of it. Like as Vestals has grown, when I came on, our sales team was two people. It was me and one other um, awesome woman. And she and I, like, we just kind of did things. And it was so small that you kind of just worked in unison. But obviously, it's just two people in the sales department. So it's like, there's not that much culture yet. It's just, it's one relationship. And then as you grow, you kind of learn, like people come and go and you realize like, you know, like, I feel like vibes is such a cheap word, but really truly like you realize like the atmosphere that you want to create. Um, and just being able to, being able to identify, like, here is what, here's what I want people to feel when they come in these stores, whether they're a client, a vendor, or, um, you know, other coworkers, like how do we want people um, to feel when they're at work and in identifying really like putting language behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I well, think one of the people remember, people might yeah. not remember what you say. They mm-hmm. might not remember what it looks like per se, but they will remember how you make them feel. Yeah, absolutely. And you, either, and you have the opportunity, whether it be with team members, vendors who are delivering stuff to you, packages, mm-hmm. food yes. at your place, like those things, or mm-hmm. clients or other um, people who, you know, come around like planners mm-hmm. or other um, co-working like company partners. You have an opportunity to either leave a bad taste in their mouth when they leave and they feel like they weren't welcomed mm-hmm. or they feel like they are just, uh, you know number on the chart of things that are happening inside your walls Mm -hmm. or you have an opportunity that they leave. And I can tell you this firsthand because I've come to your office multiple times. I was there earlier this week that you feel a sense of warmth and welcoming and like you want them there. Like you were planning on that person being there. You were planning on that vendor, you know, delivering your heart, your, your perishable goods or like whatever you have that you guys get in. I'm sure that's a whole operation. Yeah, you have an opportunity to share with them, like, "Hey, we're expecting you. Thanks for being here. Like, so glad you've made it here today." There's yeah. a difference in those two things, and I think you hit exactly what. Cult- like, if if people are listening to this podcast and you are, you don't have culture yet, maybe it is just you and one other person, or you and like a handful of people. The way that you start looking at your culture is how do you want people to feel. Mm-hmm. Like what are the things that that happens and how does that come together? And then identify words, identify yeah. like feelings, identify maybe photos. Like maybe you want an environment environment that's natural light and like invigorating and innovative and it's pretty and it's like a certain way, or maybe you want it to be more moody. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what you want people to have, which then goes back to your branding of who you are right. and the company you're with. But those are kind of the start. hundred percent. And I think also even going a step more 
into the elementary side of culture and brand is recognizing that every person who walks through your door is a human being that has a life outside of what they're doing in that moment. And that goes, I think the biggest lesson there is really like on your team as it grows, recognizing each person has things happening in their lives that like impact their performance. And so, yes, at the end of the day, like we need to be reviewing performance and making sure that everyone is optimized and all of the salesy terms. And, you know, we want people to be performing well, but also recognizing this person might have a sick parent who, you know, they're Mm -hmm. trying to support or this person's got mental health things going on and this person has relational issues or whatever it may be. I don't love the word issues, but has relationship things and dynamics that they're struggling through. And so to understand that to optimize your team's performance, you have to know where they're coming from and the place that they're currently um, in outside of these walls, I guess. And so to develop that empathy for your staff and to recognize like, hey, I want you to be successful here, but more than that, I want you to be a healthy person. And I mean, I think so many times I've had people sit across from me and they're feeling bad or they're apologizing and whatever. And I'm like, you're a human being first before you're a sales manager, before you're an events coordinator, before you're an events producer, like you're a human being. And I recognize that. And like, that's my priority. Like you so-and-so are a human being and like, how can I support what you're going through? I think that yields so much. Like people want to work for people who give, give a crap. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But also understanding those things and knowing them outside of your working hours and knowing that you do have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old and you do know that they have a sick parent or, you know, like knowing these things about each other gives that empathy and that grace towards people. So that if someone shows up and they're like, oh my gosh, like crazy morning, just got here. I'm running late. I'm so sorry. Like you have empathy and you understand whether that's from experience, you understand it as like a parent, like if you were to come into my office, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it was crazy getting out the door or I couldn't Mm -hmm. get out the door fast enough. I know as a parent been there, like Mm -hmm. I get that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Things will happen. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So understanding that on an empathy level is so important. Or if someone, you know, types something in an email to you that maybe isn't their self, you know, Hey, something's up. 100%. And as leaders establishing that tone and establishing care for your staff and your team, I think that is so important because then they're able to extend that to one another. I think that was my biggest thing in coming to Vestals, having worked at other and other events, places and things like that, and being in a sales environment that was super toxic and competitive and like, you're going to do whatever you need to do to come out on top and yada, yada, yada. Like I came here and I was like, whatever I do, I've got to make sure that's not how people feel here because really, truly you're giving eight hours a day at minimum in this industry. It's pretty often more than that. You know, Um, you might be you know, on some crazy weeks, you're, you're here six, seven days a week, whatever you're with these people more than you're with your family. If you're being honest, like I spend more awake time with my team than I spend with my husband and with my kids. And so I want this place to be somewhere worthwhile. Like if you're giving up these moments in this time, 
you should be in a place that feels like your second home and that feels like family. And so as leaders, if we're able to establish that humanity and that like compassion and care for our team, they're able to extend it to one another. And what's beautiful is then walking into a room, if you've been all over the place and meetings and yada, yada, and you're not really super in touch with your team, but to walk into the room and see flowers on someone's desk because, you know, they had to put their dog down and another team member, you know, wanted to do something special for them. It, it is the coolest thing as a leader to just see that, uh, that culture begin to expand and yeah. to know that your teammates are caring for one another, even when you don't know what's going on. That's right. like the most important thing. How have you as vessels, because I see this happen firsthand because I see y'all often, how do you feel like you guys implemented this with everyone that works there? Because it's not just you and it's not just Jordan Swim and it's not just like the people who lead the organization there. It also goes down towards literally everyone I've ever met on your team, even down to the chefs and the people who serve um, anyone who's eating you can see this empathy and you can see this like looking to make other people win and making them the hero, not themselves. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel like you guys at Vessels has um, tried to like make this happen within everybody there? Like does it start at their first day? Does it like, and maybe you can talk even on people who have been there a while because you certainly have people that's been on your team for a long time. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a newer, like within the last few years, you've implemented these things mm-hmm. and the people who start, like, how do you do that? Yeah, I think it's a couple things. I mean, you hit on it. I mean, our owner, Jordan Swim, from my very first day, set the tone. Like he really does care about every single employee and he mm-hmm. makes that known. And like, he knows what our kids' names are. Like you said, not just people here up here in the director level, but all of our all of our service staff, our servers, our event managers, our kitchen team, like he knows what's going on in their families. And he's always incorporated that in our culture, like at Christmas time, um, giving, you know, giving gifts that uh, go are, are not necessarily for the employees, but for their kids. And I think that he has always set that tone. Um, but in addition to that, like spending intentional time together. So I always make it, I kind of have like an internal schedule of making sure I'm spending one-on-one time for at least an hour with every person on my team, uh, once every two weeks at minimum, like every other week kind of thing. And then, um, this is I definitely going to be controversial, but I'm not a big work from home fan. Uh, I don't think that it establishes or creates culture. I, I'm not a micromanager in the sense that, especially in our industry, if you worked all weekend and you just need some time at home or whatever, all for it. Like, take your time. You need that work life balance, and obviously, like working from home is still working. So. There's also time off that's time off. But, you know, if you're burnt out, especially in the crazy seasons, like, and you need to spend a day or an afternoon or whatever, not working from this space, I get it. But for the most part, I'm just not a fan of work from home. I think it leads to people feeling disconnected. It leads to communication issues because everything is misinterpreted when it's over text or email or whatever. And you can get to... It just separates your people from your people and it's cultures about people. Yes. And it's about people being together and mm-hmm. forming this family. I mean, we're all family. At the end of the day, we're chosen family. Yeah. And if you have one person, like if you think of your family in the general sense, 
if you have a brother or sister that lives further away in a different state, you don't see them more than a handful times a year, mm -hmm. um, you get disconnected. Mm -hmm. You're not as close to that person anymore. Totally. I know that when my brothers went through college, those four years that they were in college and I saw them maybe for holidays and maybe once or twice other than that, I didn't have as great of a relationship with my brothers at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of them live back in Dallas and I see them more regularly. So I have yeah. a better relationship with those people. Yeah. And the same thing goes for our teams at our work. If you mm -hmm. are disconnected from the team, um, there's ways that we can have you a part of that. Two of the people that work for us are work from home. Mm -hmm. um, Haley, who you know on our team, she works from home. And Raven works in Atlanta. She's one of my good friends. She actually edits this podcast. Shout out to Raven because she's going to listen to this later. Hey, girl. Um, both work from home, but there's certain things that we can do as a team to incorporate them into the team and to then Absolutely. make them feel loved um, yes. and part of the team. But yeah. on a general sense, if our team members are primarily work from the office, I don't love it when they work from home mm -hmm. because we want them to be here. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I think a lot of people's argument for or against work from home, the word like productivity comes up. And honestly, I think that there's validity in both sides. I think I have my days where I'm like, if I don't have three hours of uninterrupted time to answer my emails and get on top of my life, then I'm never going to get ahead. Like I'm not going to meet the deadlines that I've set. Like I'm not going to get my clients what they need. Right. And so I get that from a standpoint. And right. like I said, I think there's flexibility there. Um, but the whole, the argument of like, I don't think people are actually working as hard when they're home. I think that could be true. And I think it can also not be true. I think yeah. that argument's not great because it's based in distrust and that's right. not like a culture that I would want to perpetuate. Um, for me, it's, it's just about like being with each other and feeding off of each other's energy. Like yeah. when you walk into our office, it's pretty rare that you see everyone with their heads down. AirPods in doing their thing. Um, we have like pieces of that throughout the day, but you're always seeing like right now I'm looking up and like, I'm seeing two different groups of people having conversations. One I know is talking about an event this weekend and making sure that the logistics all make sense. I don't know what the other one is talking about. They could be talking about what movie they're going to see this weekend, whatever. But like, it's the fact that like humanity is so um, dependent on connection and connectivity and all of these things. And, you know, some of these team members live alone. Some of them don't, whatever, like, like this is such, this is a place where we live life. You know what I mean? And that's where you want to work. Life too. A, yes. lot of, a lot of life is experienced at work. Mm -hmm. You might get calls about what's happening awesome in your child's classroom and you might yeah. be at work doing that. And so you're going to share that with your team members around you. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times these people become friends mm -hmm. where you're going out for uh, a lunch time. You might go mm -hmm. out to lunch together. Yeah. Um, that happens quite often over here. And then we go broke because we're all spending $20 for lunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, life is experienced and it's, it's yeah. lived here at the office. Um, and on events, I mean, with each other and, and part of, especially in the events world, it's not often, unless you're a planner, it's not often that events start and end with one person or one team. Mm -hmm. 
we have our sales team, our marketing teams, and our operation teams. And that's just kind of base level, the different teams that work an event. And then obviously you have the leadership and such, but in a generic sense, we have our sales, marketing, and operations that all are a part of an event, mm-hmm. one moment. And so if you have salespeople working at home and you have marketing working at home and your operations is in the office, obviously they have to get the stuff there. Then your teams are never connected. Correct. Then your sales team isn't connected to your operations team, which those are two of the main components that happen with an event. You're selling the event and then you're performing the event. Mm-hmm. Marketing obviously is a part of that uh, that whole process as well. But if you don't connect the two, it's really, really tough. And something that I love about your office, which those of you listening that are local, you might know this because you've gone to their office. Something that I absolutely love about your office that I'm already thinking for our next office to do is your sales team area where they work and they do their daily um, activities, whatever they're doing and where they do tastings and all that is right next to your operations. And you have a window, this massive window that Mm -hmm. shows what they're doing on both sides of the, that wall. Mm -hmm. Obviously when you're baking and you're cooking and you're prepping and you're doing all those things, it can be loud and it can be distracting from your sales team, especially if they're on the phone and you hear, you know, pots and pans in the background. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is that you have this massive window that shows why you're selling what you're selling. And it shows your team members who are performing this stuff, why it's important to have our sales team. I know Mm -hmm. here and you've been to our office, we have a brick wall or a cinder block wall in between. Mm -hmm. We've got a set of glass doors, but they're small. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I've heard on our own team, our floral teams are loading up the vans or our rental teams are loading up the trucks. And they're like, well, why isn't the sales team out here? Like, why are they not helping? They're just sitting at their desk and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just sitting at their desks. Like they're mm-hmm. actually meeting with the client right now, or they're doing this or they're doing that. That's something that I love about what you guys have done. And if I remember right, it was very intentional of what you yes. put window there. Yes, our owner was, um, Jordan was like very specific on uh, the big fear in moving into this space with how big it was, was that it would lead to disconnection um, and that people, you know, just wouldn't, there wouldn't be as much intermingling because our last space was (laughs) so small. We were all literally on top of each other, Um, but like we were always in each other's business and like you always knew what was going on in all aspects of the company and yada, yada, yada. And so he was like, we have to have this connectivity. And honestly, I feel like we're more connected than ever because of that, at least with our Mm -hmm. culinary team. I think um, the warehouse team, sometimes it's, it's a bummer because the way that we set it up was so efficient, but like a lot of times you don't even see event managers come in and pick up their food and rentals anymore because they go into the loading dock, they get the van loaded up and then they head out. And so that's like kind of been a new thing is how do we connect everyone again? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that window has been awesome. Just, it's, it's just fun. Like I feel like it helped build a relationship there. Um, But then also just doing things where we're connecting outside of work has become a new thing. Like we basically have, So we have our external marketing events. Um, You know, we have like a mommy and me cooking class coming up and stuff like that. 
uh, where we're connecting with our clients. But then we also do internal marketing events because really, truly, like your marketing, if you're trying to establish culture, that's marketing. You're marketing to your internal team. And so making sure that you're super intentional about planning time, that the whole company is coming together for Easter um, our owner's wife, Emily, she's kind of taken over a lot of that internal marketing. She put together a beautiful brunch or um, a beautiful lunch for the team. And she had little Easter baskets to send home with all of our staff that had kids. And it was just, it was super sweet. It's a great time to spend together. Everyone, you know, kind of like stands back, takes their hands off of their work and really connects eye to eye with the team. Um, and I, I think making moments like that are really important too. We, every summer we have a pool party um, and we grill out and it's crazy. Even just watching how big that has gotten has been wild, but making sure that you're spending time outside of work, even if it's like during work hours, but you know, we, we have something coming up in a couple of weeks and we blocked out. We will not take any events on this day. Like this is a day that the whole team is getting together. Um, it's just super impactful. I think. Yeah. How often do you feel like you guys do that? Do you do that on a monthly basis or quarterly? It's more quarterly. So we do try and do little things monthly. Um, well, actually it's probably biannual for the whole company to get together yeah. just because it's, it's really hard to find days that we haven't yeah. already, I'm you know, sure. you're pre-booking anywhere from two weeks out to a year out. And so it's just, yeah. it's hard to find days that we don't have anything, but so the, we call it like an all team meeting. We usually have those twice a year. Um, and then we're doing some sort of happy hour or lunch or something like that monthly here at Vestals during the day. Um, and typically our whole team can't go to that because it's whoever's not, you know, at an event at the time, but. Right. Um, so you have 12 opportunities that you could. Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's incredible. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is, um, like anyone who has left Vestals, like we, we don't love it when people leave, but people leave. Yeah. yeah. What do you think some of the people who leave, they miss or they will miss most about the culture that you guys have there? Like what's one of the desirable things that they're like, hey, I have this awesome other opportunity or I have to move or like whatever, but I'm going to miss this. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because in the last couple of months, um, we've had two people move back they are from out of state and moved home just to be closer to family. Um, they're in one of them was just in the live stage where that she and her husband are kind of ready to start building family. And um, so they want to be close to their family for that, which totally get, but yeah, I mean, it's the people, it's always the people. Mm-hmm. Um, really. It does feel like both on both sides, like we felt like we were losing a, like a sister, you know, we felt like we were losing um, a true family member is moving across state and vice versa for her. She was like, you know, I don't, she literally said, I don't think that I'll ever have a job um, or a team that I love as much as this. And like, that's a humbling thing to hear, but like, that's what we're going for. You know, like I want people to know that they're cared for and feel seen and all of the things. Um, And so I think that's it is just like losing your, losing your people. I think is probably the hardest when, when you leave. Yeah. You've talked a lot about, um, this like deep care for people. Mm -hmm. And I know that everybody in the industry, especially right now, we're all super busy and like Mm -hmm. crazy going all over the places. We have a million emails to answer. We have phone calls, we have families, we have all these things. What do you feel like is the main thing that you 
uh, been able to either build into your schedule or build into just remembering to do this to connect with people? Like, do you pencil it into your calendar? Do you have like a reminder to yourself? Have you just done it long enough that now you just, it's a habit? I think it's a habit. I think, um, I definitely used to have to like write out, like I would send calendar invites. Like I'm going to meet with these four people on my team this week. And so it's send calendar invites and stuff. And that was helpful. Uh, like I would do half my team one week, half my team the next week, and then go back to the first half. Um, but now you like, I feel it. Like I feel when I'm disconnected from someone on my team, like I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, like whether it be, I'm getting undertones of like something going on and I don't know what that something is or just, um, yeah, I don't know how to describe it other than I'm like, I look up and I'm like, I don't know what's going on in your life. Like we need yeah. to connect. Like, I guess we haven't sat down in a month. Like, let's go get coffee. Let's go get lunch. Yeah. Um, I think it's more just like having that connectivity and then realizing that you've lost it with one of the team, like one of the members on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you feel it. I don't know yeah. if that helps at all, but. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I've had those moments too, where yeah. um, I know someone so well and then all of a sudden, I don't know what it is or if it's time or if it's like mm-hmm. maybe something happens in your life and there's just not time to talk about it in between everything. But I can, mm-hmm. I know it's the feeling that you're describing because I've seen it and I felt it too. Yeah. Um, and I think a really good part of that is maybe asking like exploratory questions that's worked for us of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not feeling as connected. Is there something going on that you want to check mm-hmm. out? Like I'm open ears, open heart. Yes. Um, anything that... Maybe I don't see that I need to see. Maybe you, maybe I've done something. Maybe I've like said something in a wrong tone or way and maybe we need, need to just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not putting, and I grew up in a family that didn't throw things on the rug. I grew mm-hmm. up in a family that was like, are you mad at me? Okay, let's talk about it and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I handle conflict is like, hey, let's deal with it. Let's talk about it. Let's say apologies where we need to and then let's move on and yeah. not do that thing again. Um, and that's something that I've had to learn as a business owner too, is I have to be able to open heart, open eyes and Mm -hmm. listen and not be quick to speak. It goes back to Mm -hmm. the Bible verse of be slow to anger, be quick to listen and understand what they're going through. Yeah, definitely. And I think a discipline that I've been trying to implement and I'm not always great at it because I'm like such a talker, but Anytime I have a meeting with anyone or someone, you know, I've asked someone to come into the office to chat about something. I'm really trying to, instead of immediately diving into what I want to talk about, mm-hmm. hey, do you have anything you want to touch base on? Like anything we need to chat through? How are you feeling? Um, sometimes it's like, I'm good. What's up? Um, but sometimes it is like, you know, hey, like I'm struggling with this or like I feel frustrated about this or I don't know. I just think the more you care about someone, the more the more you show that you care about people, the more they're going to open up and be uh, vulnerable. Like we joke all the time about like, you know, I think everyone on my team has cried in my office and, (laughs) you know, but like, I love that. I love that people feel like they can um, uh, be where they're at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's important. And that comes mm -hmm. with trust and that comes with time. Mm -hmm. When you hire someone new, it's not going to be immediate because Mm -hmm. they have to get to know you and trust Mm -hmm. you and, um, trust the team that they're on. 
Yeah. It just comes through time and repetition and caring through people. Yeah. And that's something that I want our listeners to hear really loud and clear is the deep care for people. That's mm-hmm. where culture starts. 100%. Yes, it can start in like what feeling do you want to implement and what look do you want it to feel like and what do you want to do monthly? What do you want to do quarterly? Is there a daily thing? Is there a week? Like you can have all these systems and processes of how the culture works. But I think at the root and the heart of it, it goes back to the deep care that we have for the people mm-hmm. that are within our walls and outside of our walls mm-hmm. uh, that expand out towards um, all of our communities. And that's really yeah. important to hear and to know is yeah. get back to a deep care. And sometimes it's going to take practice and it's going to take reminders, like getting into a habit like you have now, it's going to take time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to mess up sometimes and that's okay. It's part of being human. Um, but I think the thing that I want our listeners to hear is the deep care has to be yeah. priority when it yes. comes to our culture. And I think that can be hard for people too. Like, like in business, in the business world, I guess, like, so much is grinding, you know, you're just grinding and you're trying to get stuff to go through and whatever. Um, so like, if you're really struggling with feeling that care for your people, try and focus on gratitude. I think that's a great way, great place to start is like, if you don't feel that care yet, then let's think about what you're grateful for. Like, are they doing their job? Are they, you know, bringing in revenue? Are they supporting your clients well, like identify what you have to be grateful for in your team. And I think that that is such like a healthy place to be like when you're just struggling to find that compassion, like focus on the gratitude. Right. Yeah. It's easy to go towards the negative and it's easy yeah. to go towards the things that we don't love or have something to yeah, totally about. But yeah. if you start at gratitude. If you start with making them the hero making them feel loved and cared for it. Mm-hmm. Everything else just falls into place. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Well, is there any final things that you want to share with our listeners today about culture? Um, and then where can they connect with you and your team if they want to reach out and say, Hey, thanks. This has been awesome or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about, I mean, I'm just super passionate about, culture. And so I'm really grateful that you gave me the opportunity to to chat through it. Um, I think probably the only thing we didn't touch on that I would just encourage people to dig into is uh, I think in leadership, it's really easy to try and just create this job description of what you want people to do and um, who you want them to be. But at the end of the day, like if you're looking at people as human beings, no two people are the same. And so I think focusing on people's strengths rather than their weaknesses is going to get you a lot further in the beginning of just my leadership growth. I used to just try and make sure like everyone on my team was doing the same things. Like I think networking is a great example. I expected everyone to love networking the way that I do and Um, to be really good at it and recognizing like that isn't everyone's strength. And so instead of being frustrated that they're not joyfully going to these networking events, like digging into like, what are you really good at? And how do we, um, how do we use that for the good of the company and like to help you feel successful? I think you've got to look at all of, all of your team as individuals 
Well, sometimes um, that means taking a step back. And what is the reason I want them to go to networking events yeah. to further relationships? Okay. If they don't like big groups of people, what are other ways that they can further mm-hmm. relationships? Yeah. Like there's people on our team, like people on our team that's been with us for a long time that they don't love networking events and it's hard for them to go to a networking event, but they love to go to coffee one-on-one with people. And yeah. so that's what they do. They go to coffee one-on-one with people and that is great by me because it's happening often, but big crowds and like going and seeing people and not knowing everybody in the room and like sometimes the clickiness that can happen at these networking mm-hmm. events terrifies them. And they're like, I don't want anything to do with that. For sure. Yeah. That goes for anything that you have on your job description that they don't do well or that you don't, uh, they don't love to do is what is the root of what, what's the purpose of them doing this thing? For sure. Let's figure out another way. And like, if someone else is really good at it, let them run with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been incredible. Thanks for carving out some time in your busy schedule to record this episode. I'm excited for it to go out. Yes, absolutely. And anyone looking for catering or anything like that, um, we'd love to connect with you guys. You can find us on Instagram at Vestals Catering um, or our website, VestalsCatering.com. Or please pop in if you're in the design district in Dallas, please pop into our um, studio. We can have coffee, cocktails, whatever. We'd love to meet you guys. They're the best. That's why we love y'all.